What's up, y'all? Uh, it is Wednesday, May 30th. I know what today is. Um, it is episode six of Blah Blah Blah, the podcast where I talk too much or too little about everything. I hope that you are having a fantastic day. It's been really rainy and hot and muggy in the seaport lately, but that's that's May. That's springtime, and pretty soon it's going to be a thousand degrees and sweltering all the time. I want to give a shout out to all the people that have been listening, and also friends that have I have seen in public that have said they've been listening as well. Thank you. You're very kind, and I appreciate you. You're so sweet. Um, today, I would like to talk about something that someone told me that they were doing for themselves that I found both clever in the wording and empowering in how her reflection of herself was coming out. I ran into her. I was out and I decided to have some happy hour at Prohibition, which by the way, shout out to Prohibition for being really smart. Monday through Friday, 4 to 6 p.m., $5 glasses of Pinot Grigio, $5 glasses of Cabernet Sauvignon. Then you can have dollar oysters, y'all, dollar. One, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight oysters, eight dollars. Oh, my God. And they're good. And they come with a little sauce and a little dip and a little lemon. And they have other things as well on the menu that looks amazing, plus $5 select taps. And they have a couple cocktails for you out of Manhattan. It was delicious. Prohibition. MLK, Savannah, Georgia, highly recommend their happy hour. Service is great. The location, the atmosphere is beautiful. That's my shout out to Prohibition. So, yeah. And also, I'm trying to get sponsored. <laughs> so you know how that goes. But yeah, check it out. Monday through Friday, downtown Savannah, great happy hour. Dollar Oysters, great to meet up with your friends. 4 to 6 p.m., Prohibition check it out and but ran into her there and I asked her how she was doing and she looked great her skin looked great her posture was great she was just great and I said what's been going on with you she said I've been master dating and for those of you who have your mind in the gutter I said master dating not the other thing <laughs> which is also good for you too so there you go um <laughs> Some of y'all need to be master dating instead of swiping, but that's a whole nother subject for a different day. But she was master dating. And, and she said, I'm becoming a pro at it. And she was so empowered in how she was describing what she was feeling with her life. And what struck me as amazing is that as a single person, we don't put an emphasis on ourselves as far as expanding ourselves and asking ourselves what is it that I bring or I'm contributing or not contributing to a relationship I would like to have with a partner? We put so much emphasis on what we want from somebody else, but we don't pay attention to what we're actually bringing to the table. And if we're bringing anything substantial to the table that somebody else can't buy or make for themselves. Um, especially in hetero relationships, there's this very archaic dynamic of what it's supposed to be when you're together. And if you're a single woman, uh, 
you're supposed to be looking for someone to provide someone who's going to give you a sense of security and, and commitment and is going to be there for you and be your best friend and, and provide these things for you that you aren't, well, supposedly you're not capable of providing for yourself. And I think that's total bullshit. I can provide security and commitment to myself any day of the week. The, the things that I would like from a partner are things that, that I cannot contribute to myself in the sense of being that there's emotional depth and honesty, true honesty, not the honesty that, that someone thinks I want to hear, but the honesty that comes from a place of what exactly they know they want and they want to receive from me. And communication and a closeness and, and the reality of how our relationship works for each other. Because the word relationship has been tainted for so many people these days. It's like they hear the word relationship, they're like, oh my God, they want to be in a relationship and they want to close me down and, and restrict me and, and make me this person that I don't want to be just to have them in their life. No, you have a relationship with everybody that you interact with. You have a relationship with your parents. You have a relationship with your caregivers. You have a relationship with your children. You have a relationship with your coworkers. You have a relationship with your best friend. You have a relationship with associates. You have relationships with human beings as a whole. The word relationship does not imply a restriction of who you are and the availability to other people. The word relationship just means how you interact with other people. And the depths of that relationship changes depending on who it is and what you bring to the table for each other. A relationship shouldn't be this binding, suffocating entity within itself. Now, dating is hard. I had struggled with dating before I was married. And then after my marriage has ended, dating is even harder. It is something that I've never really gotten a grasp on or understood. A, why is it so fucking hard? And B, why is it so fucking complicated? And C, why do things, why do people make things harder than they need to be? Now, A, it's hard just because you're interacting with people and you're trying to get a stranger to be a familiar stranger to you, somebody that is close to you to share yourself with and potentially share your life with. And that's hard because if you come from a place of dysfunction, as studies have shown, if your family's dynamic was dysfunctional on any type of level, you're going to have a hard time. It is proven time and time again. You'll seek out partners who either fulfill that prophecy of that dysfunction or you seek out partners to fix the dysfunction and the empty feeling that you had from the dysfunctionality with your family dynamic. So it's kind of this twofold one or the other thing. As you go through the process of actively loving yourself, the one thing that you will notice is that you can then pick up on traits from partners that you personally don't have a standard for and then you want to create standards for because you know that these behaviors and actions will not fly. And you can pick up on red flags from people who are kind of shitty. Now that's not saying that you're going to all of a sudden be flawless at dating and have your calling card full and something to do all the time. Dating is complicated. 
And it's even more complicated because of social media and the internet, cell phones, and dating apps. And also the, the, the fact, this is not a theory, this is a fact. Relationships are changing and the dynamic of intimate relationships are changing because people are questioning their previous notions and conceptualizations of monogamy and what monogamy means for the individual and for, for couples themselves. So you add that layer to everything else, it, it's no wonder that people are terrified of dating or terrified of the word relationship and think that dating is hard because now you have people, human beings who are comfortable exploring every facet of their sexuality before deciding how they want to be in an intimate relationship with anyone or if with multiple people. You have people exploring and, and making decisions about where they stand with themselves as far as their own sexuality and identification and gender. And that also puts another facet into how we connect to each other on an intimate level. Monogamy isn't a scary thing. Some people just aren't into it, which is fine. I personally am not into polyamorous relationships. I don't have an investment in that. And if someone wants to be in a polyamorous relationship, that is a decision that I respect and that's on them, but that's just not for me. I don't want it involving me. Go do what you got to do. Monogamy doesn't work for everybody. Some people look at poly look at me and say, you're crazy to be monogamous. There's so many options. There's so many choices. Well, there's only so many fucking people out there. And there's only so many personalities out there for you to get to know and be around. And the thing that has had struck me is that being single is seen as a punishment and loneliness is now intersected with being single because in the sense of that you're not complete unless you have somebody with you is saying that you then have to be miserable because you're single and I think that's total bullshit I don't think that's that's that is anything to do with being single not everybody that's single is lonely. Not everybody lonely. Not everybody that's lonely is single. That's the reality of the situation. But we don't want to accept that because we've pegged so much focus on this concept that if you're not with somebody, then you're not complete as a person. But I think that we should reverse that and say, if you're not complete as a person or working towards becoming more complete as a person, you shouldn't be fucking with anybody at all. And that's not even talking about struggles with sexuality or struggles with gender, struggles with commitment, struggles with um, how, how to interact in an intimate relationship, how to go about dating, how to keep it casual. That has nothing to do with it. If you yourself, as you are, as the entity of you are, your personality, your characteristics, your behaviors, how you inter interact with yourself is not completing yourself and you're looking for other people to complete you, you're never going to have a healthy relationship. A relationship is not going to complete you as a person. There is nobody on this earth who is responsible to complete the process of you growing as a human being other than a mother or a test tube or some type of robot that creates human life in their bellies, a uterus, whatever. Y'all know what I mean. Everybody knows where baby come, their babies come from. It is a responsibility <clears throat> 
of whoever chooses to have a child to guide them to become a person of their own individuality and accord. But it's nobody else's responsibility to complete you because they want to have a relationship with you. That is not a healthy dynamic for anybody. Because if you're constantly searching for someone else to finish you or complete you or make you everything you need to be, you're always going to be dissatisfied because you have then limited yourself the ability to know your standards and values, to know what expectations you have, and to realize those expectations aren't always going to be met and that your standards and values cannot budge because you know where you stand with yourself. That is the hard part of dating. It's not so much dating itself and hooking up and meeting people. It's being self-complete first and knowing the difference between expectations versus your standards when it becomes with the relationship with yourself. Because the relationship you have with yourself is directly equal to the relationships you have with others. If the relationship you have with yourself is toxic, then the relationship you have with others is going to also be toxic. If your relationship that you have with anyone is filled with doubts and this sense of you need them to validate you, then you're never going to feel complete because it's never going to feel good enough when they are validating you, when they are making you feel complete because you're still going to feel empty because you are not self-complete in yourself first. You have to have the reassurance that you have yourself despite whoever is in your life and when they're in your life because you're the only one that lives with every little nuance of you all the time, every day, 24-7, until the, up until the day you die. You're the only one that's with you. You can be with somebody and they can know you, but they don't know you. And if you have this overwhelming anxiety and fear of being alone without somebody in your life, then you don't have the ability to recognize that you are self-complete in yourself because it doesn't matter who's there or not. You have to be okay with the fact that if the person that you're in love with goes away tomorrow, you got you. And if you're not okay with that, then maybe you need to reevaluate the relationship you have with yourself in order not to feel such a vast emptiness and having to rely on the reliability of somebody being there in order for you to feel like a whole person. Because your partner's responsibility is to encourage and support and enhance your life while sharing themselves with you without losing each other in the process. Your expectations are like fantasies. I have a lot of fucking expectations out of a lot of fucking people. Do they meet them? No. I have teenagers. I, I have... I expect for them not to meet my expectations. I work with people every day. I expect them to show up on time. Now, my expectations versus their standards of what they want to do are totally two different things. I expect my kids to do what I tell them to do when I tell them to do it. Their standards, despite whatever I have taught them about per- taking respons- personal responsibility for the things they've been asked to do or they know they're supposed to do, their standards may be, I'm not doing that. And my standard is going back and letting them know the repercussions and the consequences of not doing what is expected from them based upon my standards and the responsibility I have to teach them 
capability within themselves and culpability within themselves. I have an expectation that Sam is going to show up for work every day. Sam's standards is he doesn't give a fuck about this job and he's going to get there when he gets there. The reaction to that is after a while, Sam doesn't have a job. (laughs) So your expectations are there, but your standards are unwavering. And if you haven't created standards that are not bendable, that are non-negotiable, then your expectations will always outweigh your standards and values. And that's a very empty way to live. I know from personal experience. I expect I used to expect certain things from people and put so much emphasis and 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 focus on those expectations when those expectations weren't met, I was devastated. Well, that's because I didn't value myself. I didn't create standards within myself that I believed in and I lived in and I did not negotiate with myself. So you have to learn that expectations in a way are very grounded fantasies and standards are unwavering, unmovable, and there's not a goddamn thing anybody's going to do to shake you from your personal value in yourself, especially if it's coming from a toxic person. Your relationships with others have to be defined within the parameters that make sense for the two people involved, or the three people, or the four people. Not for what others think, or to please other anybody else. Because they have a certain way that they have their standards and values for their relationship. Not every relationship fits into the same cookie-cutter notion of how it's supposed to be. Everybody is different. Everybody has their own way of defining what's important for them and their standards within the parameters of your relationship. So if you find yourself defining your standards and values based upon pleasing others and because of what you think that you think that they think of you, then you're never going to have a healthy relationship with anyone because you're constantly questioning the validation and the standards that they have of you before you question your validation and the standards you have of yourself. So you have to find definition of your relationship with you in order to define the relationship parameters that you have with others. Not based upon what you think that they think, but based upon what you know and have experienced and created healthy boundaries and limits that make sense to you in order for you to continue to be self-complete and to continue to grow and try to move past your comfort zones to question things that you have thought made sense for you, but clearly aren't working in order for you to facilitate and have a healthy relationship with yourself to have healthy relationships with other people. Be okay with being single. Dating is hard. Intimacy is a process of constant self-examination. But don't be hard on yourself if you find yourself single, if you find that your standards are high, if you find that your values are high, if you find that you have a confidence and an appreciation of not putting up with somebody else's bullshit, don't be hard on yourself. Because love will find you in your standards and values and confidence that you've created for yourself when love needs to find you. And love is always within you. So don't be hard on yourself because you think you're the only single one, there's something wrong with you. Ain't nothing wrong with you. It's just not your time, baby. But you have love and you have the ability to be loved because you are loving yourself. Being lonely 
And knowing the difference between loneliness and being alone and being single is not a death sentence. Okay? Sometimes we have to perceive things in a different light. We perceive that being single is bad for us because we're missing out on something. Or we think that we're flawed so inherently that no one wants to invest in us as we are as people. And that's bullshit. Being single doesn't mean that you're, you're a detriment, that you don't, uh, that you're selfish, or that you don't have the ability to be cared for. That's also bullshit. Being single doesn't mean you just have complete autonomy of freedom to just do whatever the fuck you want to do. That's bullshit too. Being lonely because you're single, because you think you're wrong with, something's wrong with you, is bullshit. There's nothing wrong with anybody who's single. There's nothing wrong that anybody is in a relationship. There's nothing wrong with anybody who's choosing to create the intimacy and standards and values within themselves in order to create standards and values in the relationships that they have with others. Embrace your single life. I struggled with it for a very long time. I hated the phrase, just do you. Because it seems so easy. Just do you. Just do you. I'm like, what the fuck do you think I'm doing? I'm doing me. I go to work every day. You know, I'm, I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. What I realized after I let go of my resentment towards that statement was my friends weren't saying, just do you on a very one-dimensional on the surface way they were saying in a short phrase do what you need to do to be self-complete and love yourself because we love you as you love you and you don't have to be with somebody in order for us to appreciate who you are and you don't have to be with somebody for you to live your passions and do the things that you want to do and find the things that drive you that want get make you get up and be creative and push yourself and find who you are and shed the things that you don't like about yourself being single gives you freedom to grow gives you freedom to take the time to really figure out what is important for me because You have to actively be self-complete and loving towards yourself to share that with anybody. I want to share myself with someone, but I don't want to lose myself within that relationship. And the only way you can do that is to be self-complete on your own. Because that is what's more important than just having somebody in your life. As much as, as nice as it is to have somebody there, I would rather have somebody in my life who sees my standards worth and self-value and I know what I'm deserving of and we can share that between each other. I don't want somebody there just because they're bored. I don't want somebody there just because that's the option they have. I don't want somebody in my life just because I want to have a warm body in the bed. Get a dog. Get a cat. Get an iguana. Get a heating pad. You cold, it's wintertime, get an electric blanket. Don't just have somebody in your life just to have them. You have you. That's what you're here for. Okay? So, don't think of being single as the worst thing on the planet. And if you are out there catalog dating and swiping, (laughs) you know, swipe, do whatever you gotta do. But remember 
who you are. Remember what you are. Remember that you have to be self-complete and self-aware of your love that you have for yourself before you can ever share it with anybody else. Okay? That's 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 it. You have to be self-complete in you. That's 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 the first fucking thing you have to do when you're ready to to think about, not do, when you're ready to think about getting into dating and being with somebody or somebody's or whatever you want to do. If you're not self-complete in yourself first and actively loving yourself, you can't fuck with nobody. You can't. Because you haven't created standards and values that are unwavering. You have expectations, but you don't have anything solid. So until you have a solidity, or whatever the fuck the word is, until you have solidarity and a solid grounding in who you are, and what you are and how you love yourself actively and you are self-complete on your own and knowing that you are okay no matter who is in your life, you can't fuck with nobody. Because the only people that are going to fuck with you are those that are also in the same position of not being self-complete in themselves. And that is a time bomb waiting to take off where no one is getting what they need except for in a very, in a very negatively insatiable way. And ain't nobody got time for that. That's why there's fuck boys and fuck girls. <laughs> and ghosting. And people being horrible to each other. And no one gets anything they want out of it except for like, what the fuck is this? And it's a waste of your time. So don't waste your time. Engage in yourself. Master date yourself. And check out Prohibition. Four to six, happy hour Monday through Friday. Great food, great cocktails, great wine. Atmosphere is great. Check them out. And if you have enjoyed this podcast, please leave me a voice message. And if there's something that you would like for me to talk about, let me know. We'll talk about it. Hopefully I'll have some guests on soon. And again, I want to get some men on here to talk about toxic masculinity and how we change the narrative and get things in a better light for men to grow a little bit within their emotional landscape. Because I think that's important too. So uh, thank you for listening to episode six. I hope you have a fantastic evening. I gotta go. This has been Blah Blah Blah. I'm Naima Screamer. And I want you to know, if you don't think anybody out there loves you, baby, I do. Bye.